welcome back because I know this isn't your first time. So you wanted the next episode. You wanted the next couple. Well, we have it. We were so lucky and so honored to connect with Alex and Tony. The two of them were just so, I don't even giddy and giggly about each other, right? It reminded us of like teenage love, that, that, that new love, but not that love that's superficial and will go away soon, but that kind of like hardcore, deep love, but it was youthful, right? Oh yeah, there were definitely, I think I, I say it during the one of the, the conversation where I felt warm and fuzzy just by watching them and hearing their responses to our questions. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. That's how you're going to feel when you listen to this conversation. So here we go. So today we have uh, a lovely married couple. We have Tony and Alex Branson. Welcome, Tony and Alex. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. What up? All right. Yes. So welcome to our series of Love in the Pandemic. And so we just want to start off with our first question, which is, how did you meet? How did we meet? We met at work. We met at Outback. So you met at Outback. Both of you were working at Outback at the time. How long ago was that? Come on. I know you got a story. That was okay. So it was. Both of you are storytellers. Come on. We met at Outback. I had just got back from London. So I was just going to get a job, any job that I can find. It was closest to home. Went around the corner. I was like, let me go see who's working here. Are there any Black people working here? Um, Before I'm like, you know, all in. So, and she was the first person I saw and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. There's at least, there's at least that person, that person's here. And then, um, I didn't meet her until about a month later and we just became friends. She was very friendly. I was friendly. I had no other friends cause I just got back from London and all my friends were married, had babies. They moved out of the city and, uh, me and Tony just got closer and closer after that. I would take her home <laughs> after work in the middle of the night. She would. I totally right. courted her for a year, like a year, courted her. And she then, did. And then I got her by telling her that I admire her ambition. I think it's fabulous. And I wanted to just make her better. I wanted to uplift her and feed her and and we could be the next Jay-Z and Beyonce, but the lesbian version. And like, I was, I was all about it. And I got her. So it took, a, it took a while, but I got her. I love it. I love it. So that's how, that's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met. That's <laughs> yep. Just like that. And I mean, you know, she did. And I, because for me, she had went through, you know, some different experiences. She had never been with a woman before. And I just was at the point where I just really didn't want to be a science experiment or like deal with any kind of just like extraness. So I was like, you know what, let me not do this. Let me let's let's let us just be friends. Let me see how that how that works out. Um, and then I just enjoyed spending time around her. It was just easy. You know, I didn't really have to like work too hard. You know what I mean? Um and then uh, I was going to Miami. I was going to Miami. I was going down to Sweet Heat. They had like this big lesbian thing, you know, down in Miami. It's cute. You know, I go down there, you know, I was going down there kind of every year. And um, even around this time, Alex and I had become a close and I started to like her a little bit. I remember she came into Outback um, off work and she came 
um, with her neighbor or something random, but she was dressed up. And I was like, oh, okay, I see you. And so that made me just kind of look at her a little bit different than I had looked at her at work because, you know, she just always came in her work clothes and, you know, she said she was a nanny. And so I just kind of never really saw her like put it together. So I was like, oh, okay. So that kind of like got my attention. And um, so then after that, you know, I just started letting her in a little bit more. She started wanting to stay over a little later, you know, a little that she always wanted to watch. Um, what did you want to watch? Game of well, Thrones? It was always something that Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was, or something like that. Boardwalk Empires, whatever was on at the time. So she would want to come over it. and watch and watch that with me. But anyway, so I went to Miami and when I was down there, I was, I just couldn't stop thinking about her. So I was like, you know what? When I go back, let's let's try this. Oh you know, because you know, sit, you know, she picked me up from the airport too, and I was excited to see her. And it was just like while I was down there, I was like, I don't want this anymore. You know, I want to yeah. see her products. And so when I got back, we we dove right in, and that was it. I love it. I love it so much. So Tony, what was the like one thing about Alex that just like ultimately made you make that decision, right? Because it sounded like you had a little bit of a hesitant hesitancy at the beginning. So what's that one thing? That she really, she really made me feel like she was going to love me totally. Like she didn't care mm. about anybody else, what her family would say. Like she wanted to tell her mom right away. And I was like, no, like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. She just didn't care. And it was just really just a genuine, sweet love. And I just knew that would never go away. It was just a very comfortable feeling of, you know, yes, I want to have kids. Yes, I want to do this. It was never, just, never, a, ooh, let me think about it. It wasn't a religion thing. It was nothing. It was just like, I love you. I want to be with you and I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And so that really made me feel gratified. Like, all right, this is what I've, you know, this is what I've been waiting on. You know, just something that I don't have to think in the back of my mind. Will there come a day when, X, Y, and Z might come in you know, come into play. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was that. Unconditional love. That's what that sounds mm-hmm. like. That's what you described. And I'm getting all warm and fuzzy inside just <laughs> listening to it. So thank you guys like, so much like, for sharing that story. <laughs> um, I'm just grabbing my water. I'm listening, but I just need to get my water. Okay, no problem. So we're just going to switch gears just a little bit, right? So... When Tony, Tony comes back, I know she says she can hear us, right? But so let's say the two of you, you're at a party, you're having a great time, but somehow you two just end up on two separate sides of the room. The DJ throws on this one song and you both hit the dance floor. What song is that? Okay, too. Yeah, Alex loves that. Any any Jay-Z, Beyonce combo song is probably like <laughs> a, go, a go-to you know, any Jay-Z song, we kind of like, we'll dive in together. And, um, you know, and then there's been like a couple there, like that Bodak Yellow, that was pretty much that with that Cardi B joint. Alex loved that song. And I know she liked to get hyped to that. So I like to hype her up. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much any Jay-Z, Beyonce song, our wedding song, the Maxwell song that comes on. Um, the, uh-huh. No, it's the, mm-hmm. uh, the um, come on, man. Don't make me sing like every Mac um, oh song there is out there. I want people to continue to listen here. Maxwell Sweet or something like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we all just try <laughs> to sing <laughs> Maxwell. We don't know the name of it. We know how it goes. We can find I it. Just, on the, on the, right. Yeah. 
But what's really awesome though, right? Even just in talking about the songs that would make you both run to the dance floor, there's this one piece that says, hey, we enjoy this together. But then there's also this like cheerleader piece where it says, I know that this is my partner's jam. So I want to be a part of hyping her up on the dance floor because I know that she's excited. And if that she's excited, then I'm excited from her excitement, right? And again, that's a part of that just unconditional love and that foundation of friendship that you all started this marriage on. So that's really dope. And the last two couples that we've interviewed also, their foundation was around friendship. You know, it wasn't like there was this thing that they planned and plotted and and predicted. It was just like, hey, we met. And then this natural thing just brings them, you know, together. And it seems to be that's what is a part of also that strength in these relationships that we're, we're coming across these past couple of interviews. So it's really exciting. Thank you. Super exciting. And so, you know, okay, as we think about what the last nine months have been, right, we've been hit with this pandemic. Um, A lot of folks are spending so much more time at home, depending on like their work situation. How has your views on quality time like spending quality time with one another changed, if at all? Well, the first eight months of the pandemic, we were together constantly, 24-7. We were never apart unless she was doing laundry. Then that was the only time, really, that we were apart. And then she went back to work a month ago, and I haven't seen her. So (laughs) it's like, it was all, and now nothing. So it's... It was a transition that going from, but it was, I don't know, it was easy to be together. Yeah, it was really, yeah, and I felt like we got closer in a sense. We started a business together. Mm. Um, We worked out together. Uh, You know, we had little weekly goals of, you know, whether we work on drink all week and then we celebrated together on Friday. And so I, I feel like we made a lot of different ways to make it exciting and still make each other better and feel and also have, you know, just daily intimacy in terms of just um, connecting, you know, whether it's talking or kissing or, you know, we always hold each other's hands or touch each other or things like that. So I felt that even though, you know, we were, st- you know, we were in a house together, we were still intimate in our love language of just, you know, just the daily connecting, you know what I mean? Even if it's not, you know, you know, the strip down by naked, whatever you did want, right? But it was still just that daily, just that daily intimacy um, every day that still kept us connected, like, you know, in tune, right? So I thought that was good. Right, to make it so that you guys just aren't, like, devolving into just roommates. Because I, I think I hear or read a lot about, like, how other couples are dealing with it and, like, just the stress of the pandemic just on its own, it, it just has created um, just a lot of uncertainty and uneasiness for people as individuals. And then that kind of spews over into um, into the relationship as a whole. So like, do you I guys? Think, um, mm-hmm. no, we, we, I feel like we find comfort in each other, mm. even like hugs and because you're not touching anybody in this pandemic, but we're touching each other, you know? So, like, even if it's just, like, you know, hang on for 20 seconds. And right, she makes me hang on first. She's like, no. <laughs> like, don't no. let go. Like, 20 seconds 20 at least. Seconds. At least, just, you know, just and, like, I can just curl up into her anytime. And that's mm-hmm. a comfort always. Like, I've never 
And that's something I don't, out of all the worries, I don't have to worry about Tony's love or affection or mm. commitment to our marriage and stuff. Like that's not even a, that's not a thought. Like it's, I'm definitely feel connected. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so you talked about, you know, um, setting goals and, you know, not to drink and then celebrate. What are some other maybe traditions that you might have picked up during the pandemic? We've been so busy. We've been so I busy. feel like we got so much busier even during the pandemic. But I don't know. I think I think just the also just the importance of, you know, like talking to her mom on FaceTime or, you know, talking to her nieces or mm. talking to my niece and, you know, staying connected with our loved ones because we are so busy. And yes, we are so in tune with Alex and Tony that we wanted that I felt that we made it a point to stay connected to the to the outside world. Uh, yeah, like, you know, the people that we love, you know, to reach out and just, you know, because, you know, sometimes I do take it personal when people don't reach out to me you know, like to check in on me and my wife, you know, but I also understand that, you know, in a lot of situations, it's always been me there to reach out. So I'm gonna continue to do that. So, you know, we just continue to to do that and check in with her mom and be on FaceTime with her cousins and stuff like that. I think that those kind of now traditions, you know, of just staying connected with the family members, not just because it's, uh, you know, Easter or whatever, but because it's Wednesday and I want to see what's going on. You know, so right. I think that those kind of traditions and, and, and also just inter-family, right? Her cousins are like my cousins. We all in a little group chat together, mm. you know, which is cute. You know, my cousins always <laughs> ask about her. And when we have the Zoom, you know, they'd be like, yo, where Alex? You know, and she comes on the Zoom. So I think also that interconnectedness of, you know, mixing our families and merging our families together made some new traditions and relationships that might not be formed otherwise unless it's something going on, like an event. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the pandemic has done that right for a lot of people, get us to really appreciate people. And it's not just about calling somebody because it's their birthday or it's a special occasion. But as you were saying, just because it's Wednesday, because we're learning more and more not to take, you know, people or experiences and moments for granted. So it sounds like then the tradition is also being a little more intentional about being connected because it's mm, right. easy to kind of get wrapped up in the world that you two have together, especially because it's it's so loving and it's so comforting and it just feels right, right? Mm. So like, why is there a need to kind of connect outside of that if it's all good right here? But you're being yeah. intentional about it. Yeah. I love and spreading love yeah, and loving yeah. people and doing things for other people. Like Tony started making chili for my Lavender Blues families. Like just cause she like, this, who wants to, who doesn't want to cook tonight? And so she made chili and I'll go to, and she can't even deliver cause she's so busy. So she'll just make the chili <laughs> and then I'll go like Santa <laughs> delivering the chili and people are like, Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. And I'm like, it's all Tony. She just, wanted to do that so I mean it's, it's just, just sweet you know because people have really like kept us going and yeah like kept Alex going you know what I mean mm -hmm. like for her to raise that money for her studio and then it'd be like oh my god I'm about to lose it and then to see all these donations continue to pour in people buy virtual classes and just come because they want us to win they want us to succeed so it's like how mm -hmm. how can I repay it all you know what is a parent not want to do tonight cook dinner so let me help you out with that mm -hmm. so you know if that's something you know because again so many people say oh there's not much I can do there's always something that we can do 
you know, like giving away free clothes. That's something that we can do. You know what I mean? Like it's always just a little something, you know, that we can do. So that's just it. That's it. And I, you know, I know that we can do, you know, what we can. And that's something that I can do. So that's it. She's got a big heart, guys. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's apparent. Like I'm, you know, you're talking about like, not only communication with your community, your extended family, but also just how important um, being generous is. And so when it comes to like communication and, um, you know, staying connected with people, you know, outside of your um, household, I'm wondering if like based off of you guys spending like straight, like a straight eight months together and then now, you know, Tony, you're you're busy and you're not seeing as much as each other as you probably would want. Like, how has your communication been affected by like the change in time spent with one another? Uh, I think we talk on the phone as much as we like anytime we get a break from work or something, lunch, I always talk to her and we text constantly, you know, um, but again, and then in the morning I'm yapping to her, you know, even when I'm in bed, so we talk in the morning. Or if I come home late and she work, woke up for a second, I'll just tell her what was going on. So, you know, when we do get those small moments, we do talk. But I can I know that there are times where it gets frustrating for her because she wants to tell me something or she wants me to really pay attention. And I might give her five minutes when she really wants an hour. You know what I mean? And so I have to do better with, you know, putting my phone down and giving her 100 percent versus listening and half listening. And though I tried that one time, I said, give me a minute, give me five minutes. And she still got mad when I told her, give me a second. She still got mad. I was said, so no. excited. <laughs> it was such exciting news. It's like, it's the most exciting news you can think of. And <laughs> she's just like, seconds. give me five minutes. I said, give, give me five minutes. I didn't I know mean, that's what it was. But I'm in the middle of doing news. something that I didn't do two days ago. And I remember I needed to do it real quick. And so, but so those, like, those kind of things, you know, do get frustrating, but I think that we do a better job now of recognizing when that's happening and saying, tell me what happened. And it might be five minutes later, but then she'll come in and say, I wanted your attention, all of your attention right then and there. And so it's like, okay, so I have to work on that. And I apologize, and you know, but I feel like we address it right then and there. We don't let it sit for a day or two and then I come home mad, you know, like we'll, we'll deal with it. Like, I'll just say, listen, you know, and may, sometimes I talk too much and she just wants me to stop talking. But, you know, we address it right then and there. So that's, I think that we do good at that. But me trying to be forward thinking about those moments is is getting better. Okay. So something that comes up though, even in what you just shared here is kind of like stress management, right? And so with the pandemic, a lot of our resources were kind of taken away from us um, or... <clears throat> challenged with looking at our resources a little differently. You talked about you all working to working out together and such. What are things that you do uh, to manage stress during a pandemic in the relationship? I feel like we've stopped doing all the things that managed our stress. And at the minute, we're just flying. Just because it's so close to Christmas. So many things are happening. Tony's working for like the next week or so and then she'll be off. So it's like everything can just hold on until she's finished and we go in a mile a minute. But I make sure that I stop doing everything and sit on the couch and watch whatever I'm watching (laughs) for the moment. Like I need to like, I definitely need stopping time. I'm not, Tony will just go, 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 go. I'm like, 
<laughs> I stop, breathe, listen to my music. You know, I plan my days so that there's sit and do nothing time. Like mm-hmm. I sit and do nothing time in the morning, sit and do nothing time in the afternoon, in the evening. <laughs> She loves that. Sit. I, I really love like, that. Look, Angel's on right now because like, it's her sitting and do nothing. Right? She's like, don't think about that podcast. I'm like, podcast? I have no pants on. Like, <laughs> sit and do nothing. It is definitely. But even when I'm sitting and do nothing, like I'm promoing my business constantly. Mm. So even though I'm sitting, I'm not really doing nothing. But. But, she doesn't um, but that helps you kind of decompress a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So is that so, Tony? You're just you're just you're just moving. Tony's just constantly moving. Constantly moving. How? What, what are you Leaning. squeezing in there, Tony? Leaning. What are you? Squeezing you got to recharge there? somehow. What she do you use to recharge? Clothes. She I works know. on set all day, fourteen hour days on set, and then comes home and did laundry. I in did the laundry of the last night, night because. All right, today is my only day off. No clean clothes. Either I was going to do a couple of loads last night when I get home, or it was going to happen today when I know people are going to be down there. It's going to be busy. I'm going to be running up and down trying to figure out how to get in there. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just stay up I mean, there a couple sense. hours last night to but just nice. bang it out. So that, you know, it wasn't, but I knew that even if I went to sleep at 3.34, I would still get good six, seven hours and could wake right. up and have the day. You know what I mean? Because I gotta go to work tomorrow. But it's because of the pandemic, we don't have those things that we usually would do, like drop off, drop off the laundry. Uh Like we could do that before pandemic. We would, you know, we could have our housekeeper come more often. We could do like, you know, put off those those domestic chores and give it to somebody else and give somebody else money to eat dinner and stuff. Like that used to be a lot more cash flow. Mm-hmm. And now it's mm-hmm. so that's a lot more stress and things to do. And but for right. me, I mean, it's not stressful. Like honestly, I need to learn how to not do anything. Like it's hard, you know, sometimes for me because it's always something and I enjoy it. It doesn't give me anxiety or make me feel overwhelmed. It's just like things that I gotta do, and it's like I'm gonna do them. You I know, love it's that. not see like that. See that. So so it doesn't give me like I had my list of things that I needed to do today, and it wasn't like a, like I knew I would get them done. I knew what could be put off, but I know I got to do this stuff today, and this is and it was fun for me. You know, like it's a fun day. Like I enjoy fun. getting things fun. done. You know, I'm gonna remind you of that. Then. I mean, you know what's interesting? If I could offer I something, you know they. <laughs> You know, some people manage stress in a different way, right? So maybe having that list of things to do is really overwhelming and can cause stress for another person. Sometimes it's doing the list is how you're managing your stress, right? Mm -hmm. That's that if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's like, I need a list and let me stay busy and deal with that list, right? So it just may be also that that flip side of it. that when And waking up and cleaning up the house and having to clean space gives me Man, like, helps me de- decompress like i can't take a shower in a dirty bathroom mm-hmm. like you know like it that helps me you know decompress those like, are one of the are... things i fell in love with <laughs> <laughs> when i was falling in love she used to clean the bathroom all the time love that yeah. it was a, that was a, a, a good one but yeah so that type of stuff gives like you know even folding my clothes, knowing that my clothes is folded properly. Because she would fold my clothes and I would refold them. She hated that. I mean, 
<laughs> don't ask for me. <laughs> and then if I tell her, all right, well, you only fold this. And then she's like, what's the point of that? So it's like, listen, if you just fold your stuff and I fold my stuff, that's fine. I'm good with that. And then we can fold the sheets together. Compromise. <laughs> There we go. It works. I get it then. There we go. So, yeah, so I feel like that in a lot of ways, the pandemic has helped our marriage, you know. And so it hasn't really, it, it hasn't hurt it, thank God. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, and I'm super financial thankful. stress a little bit creeped in, but, you know, it, you know, we, we got through that. We, we got through that. And that's why I say the community and just having that mentality, even if it comes down to the last day, the last minute, we're going to make it. And having a faith in that, I think that those things just, it just carried us through. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys look at differently now versus pre-pandemic? And it could be pretty much anything. Like The importance of her, you know, us being together and having a union, having a strong union, having a strong foundation. So many people lost their businesses, their relationships, their homes, uh, you know, just because for a variety of reasons. So I'm just thankful for us, you know, like just understanding like it's me and her, you know what I mean? Like it's really me and her and we have to always have each other's back and support each other no matter what. You know, last year I had a rough year and she supported me for eight months. I would have never thought that I would have no job. My mother would have passed who was like the ultimate uh, supporter and, you know, the person I can lean on anything happening and then having her, be there for me no matter what, even making sure I get my hair cut, even though I ain't going to work. So even just making sure my spirit was all right, you know, in addition to making sure I had a roof over my head. So I would say that that was, that was dope. And then, so now this year, me sort of being no person going back to work and holding it down and holding her down. Again, it helps me realize just the importance of us sticking in there together. So, yeah. Love is just so beautiful because love is really what is the glue and brings everybody closer together. And the pandemic has revealed a lot of hate, but it has also revealed so much love. And that's what we're finding of people are just leaning more into is just love because love always wins, right? We can just choose that every time. I feel like we all would be good and a great example of that. So thank you for being that example. Thank you. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for letting us talk about it. So we have this other portion, right? And then we're going to wrap up where we just read a quote and then we just ask your perspective. We're just trying to get different perspectives from the variety of couples that we, um, that we talk with, okay? okay? So the first quote is, our wisdom does not just come from what we learn. It also comes from what we unlearn. What do you take from that? I take from that uh, how, you know, maybe you growing up, somebody always said something that had a negative connotation and you kind of adapted that to your life and had to grow up and experience other things to realize like, no, that's not this way. This is actually this way. And doing your own research about the person that you want to be, not necessarily following uh, what somebody said. I can say as it directly pertains to my life is with religion, you know, me being 
in a same-sex relationship and marriage. You know, people told me that, you know, it was blasphemy. You know, I was sinning. I'm, you know, I'm doing this. this is what I was told my whole life growing up that God didn't love me. I was going to hell, you know, all the things, you know, and I had to unlearn that, you know, and learn that God does love me. You know what I'm saying? Like love chose us to be together. God would not have blessed this union and protected us and keep us safe and continue to let our love blossom if that was true. So that, that's an example to me of unlearning and relearning my own definition of, of who I am and what I stand for, regardless of sexuality, gender, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can say that in, from that perspective. Yeah. I feel that for sure. Anything to add, Alex? Or we could- uh, I don't know. I think unlearn is like, when I hear it, I think of um, like, as it pertains to children, you know, like, and how we raise them and how, when people say, well, it was good for me, so it's good for my kids. And it's like, well, is it really good for you? Like, that's what, that's what it makes me think of. And it's like, well, we can, we can learn that we survive things, but let's, let's learn how to thrive and let's, let's learn how to help our children thrive rather than just survive. I think like we can do this with this next generation. That's what I just think. <laughs> no I think that was like really spot on because like what what I always think about like with especially as it relates to being a parent and raising a child it's like okay the things that work for me the world was different when I was four versus mm-hmm. like my daughter being four in 2020 like I can't necessarily use the same techniques that my parents used on me when I was four on my daughter so like I think it's just always about being open to being flexible and adjusting and then also like as adults like reflecting on our childhood and being like oh well those lessons that were imparted on me they don't really work for my life and my circumstances right now Mm -hmm. so I'm going to do the work necessary to let that go Mm -hmm. so I think you both touched on that beautifully the second quote that we have is release judgment replace it with loving kindness release pressure replace it with care release comparison replace it with gratitude Uh, all the things to do to live a positive life right? Like, this is what we strive to do constantly. It's very difficult. It's not something that poof, because you want to do it, it's done. But I think these are things to definitely strive for. I mean, that's something that I kind of put into, like, practice. Yeah, to my end in my daily prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, like, back, like, maybe sometime last year, I spoke to this girl who was, like, doing some networking stuff, and we we had lunch or whatever. And she told me to stop following some of my people that were in the same, like doing clothing and, you know, stuff like that, because it gave me a feeling of anxiousness or like it made me jealous or bitter. And I told her I didn't like that. And she was like, well, stop following them. I was like, but then, it, you know, it looked like I ain't support now. I'm and she's like, who cares? And I was like, you know, you're right. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. from that point, it was like I wanted to like put in my daily prayer and thoughts that I don't want to be bitter or jealous of anybody else because their journey is not mine. Their success ain't going to stop me from succeeding. I have a certain destiny and a certain path, Mm -hmm. you know, like I could put Lena Waithe, for example, you know, basically everything that I want to do kind of lines up with everything she's done. 
I can't be mad if I see she gets another HBO deal or this or that or whatever, because that's her plight. And that don't mean that Tony is not going to get an HBO deal or whatever, whatever. So I can't sit here and I have to be happy. I have to be grateful that she's getting that opportunity because I know that mine is going to come. And still after 10 years of grinding with Stylist Freedom Tomboy, nobody still hasn't done it because it's only for me to do it. So it's like, I don't need to have those reservations in my heart and my mind. So it's a daily process, I think. So that's what I think of all the work that I do every day to try to not be who I was yesterday, but put these affirmations and these positive thoughts and reaffirming statements into my daily practice. You know what I mean? And um, so, so yeah, because it's easy, you know, to do, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to just fall into that into that little grind of it. And so I just really try to do my best. And I, I have my days, I have my moments, but that's what that statement makes me think of, me trying to stay aligned with my own journey and not get caught up in the likes or the comments or who might've bought something and who didn't buy something. And you know who's still saying, oh, Tony, you got that little clothing line and they don't know, like, it's my whole life. So I have to, you know, continue mm-hmm. to move. It's a path. Yeah, that's it. But lead with love. Right, like, every day. Mm-hmm. That's definitely mm-hmm. a mantra. That's something, but a choice as well. Like a choice when so many things wanted to be negative. Like when, when I came out, for example, like and me and Tony started being together, together. There was people definitely in our lives, people we love that were very negative about it. And Tony was like, listen, this is what it is. We can choose to be mad about it or we can lead with love. And I was just like, is her let's girl? lead with love. Somebody like, let's very do it. Close to Alex, you know, like, was like, <clears throat> what? You know, like, very disrespectful. And it, and it crushed Alex because before they were all about Alex. And now because I'm here, it's like, like that but they came around and they apologized to me to my face and to Alex because once they saw me and per- us in person because they lived out of state so they had saw us maybe once or twice in one of the family weddings or whatever and after we had got married and then they came around they apologized but it you know it took them and it wasn't about us it was them and I think that's something too that we have to also Man. understand is that we have to allow other people to come, you know, to evolve and, and mature and come around in time. We can't hold on to what they they got going on. You know, I had an aunt come up to me and my, my brother's wedding at the reception, right? She came up to me and she was like, I gotta talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, sure. Like, you know, no problem. And so we go over in the corner and she was like, you know, God has been talking to me. And you know, he just came to me. <laughs> Look at Lizzie. <laughs> God has been talking to me and you know he came to me and he talked to me about you and he just you know you you're going to hell if you don't change your lifestyle and you know not even hell there's a deeper part of hell that's blazing hot that you know and I don't want to see that happen to you seriously I'm dead serious this is how this woman wait I have a clarifying question to ask (laughs) I was like what so there's hell it's really but pretty damn hot. There's but a there's a deeper door. part that's there's a secret door. Reserve that's hot as hell. Yeah. Right. That's bubbling. There's, uh, wow. there's, a secret, no, there's another door. There's that's like a, a secret door beyond the exactly. fire. Beyond it, everybody's like, oh, good luck. <laughs> See it? There's you another know, door. Man. There's another door. There's, so there's a second part. There's a second tier to hell, obviously. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, wow. New information. New information. So at the wedding, man. At the wedding. And like, so it's like, how do you even process that? And it's just like, 
So God came to you and literally like, go tell Tony. Like, that she going to hell. She's going to hell. It's crazy. Damn. It's crazy. So, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's insane. It's like a whole yeah, nother like know. episode, right? That how crazy. That's crazy. But yeah. I still had to leave with love and still like enjoy the rest of my time there and not allow that to infect my spirit because those are there are people out there that will go home and start praying and start crying and they might even break up with their partner and might be like yo I can't do this you know I'm 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 living wrong you know I'm you know what I'm saying and it, it can really like tear you up so you know I feel bad for those who aren't as strong as me who can overcome that little conversation and continue to move how I'm moving and not let that be detrimental. Because there right. are people that that is devastating to hear somebody like that, you know, because you feel like God is like your only savior. And you be like, oh my God, you know, they use that up against you and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm okay to not let that happen to me. And it leads us right into what I think will even be your perspective on this last quote, which is not every day is what you think it is. Be extra loving if you can. And I feel like, you know, you just gave an example of a day that is a wedding and you're expecting it to be, you know, beautiful. It's celebratory, right? And then this person comes up to you and tells you about the third tier of hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa, wait a minute. But you're both in this place where that doesn't affect you and you can still choose love. Yeah. Allow it to rupture, you know, your world. Because it truly wins. Love is, self-love is what we need to love ourselves. This is it. Love right. will save everything. Really? I mean, if Commander-in-Chief was loved as a child, <laughs> well, the whole world would be a different place. You know? And I mean, it, it, you like know. that self-love, that, 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 it's so necessary. It's so Knowing necessary. that you matter is yes. extremely necessary. And just for who you are. Doesn't matter. Just no. just for how you show up. Just for showing mm-hmm. up. Just your mere you. existence. Is, that's yeah. why you matter. Love you, Not love you, what love you look like, who you're with, what you wear, where you work, where you live, any of that. Exactly. It's just you exist. Mm-hmm. And you never know what somebody's going through. And, um, you know, there have been many days that, you know, even if I just spoke to somebody or you know, because sometimes for whatever reason, when I say hello, instead of saying hello, I say, how you doing? You know, if I say, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Instead of saying hello. And uh, I noticed that, when, you know, like I've not, I have, we didn't even exchange. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I noticed that sometimes they be like, hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And sometimes I feel like that, you know, lifts people's spirits. Because mm-hmm. sometimes even in the city, you never ask people how they doing. You never say hi. Or wait, you never make eye contact. Mm-hmm. You know, because I try not to. I make eye contact with people too long. You know, you exchange energy and especially guys, they keep looking at you and it's just like, whoa, let's block that off. <laughs> let's cut it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but you know, so you just never know what somebody's going through. And I feel like anytime if I'm in a good mood, I try to set spread it around. Yeah, try to spread it around. And Tony has that. Me. Tony has that energy. People just want to be near her because she makes you feel good just by talking to you. Like, people feel special it's not just me like, oh, it's not just it me. sounds it's like it's the both magic. of you it yeah. sounds like it's the you both of you but you know but it's good so you know i i appreciate it i'm glad that i I'm feel like this and my mom used to always say that and i i can say that it i went through a lot of stuff with my mom but nobody loved me like that woman and she taught me what love really is you know what i mean so 
I get that from Mom Duke, so I got to give her the credit. Beautiful. So what could you leave our listeners with, whether it was words of wisdom, some advice, encouragement, what would you sprinkle on our listeners um, as we wrap up this evening? Be honest. You know, if you're in a relationship or marriage with somebody, if you don't want to be in it, stop. Don't do it. Stop. You know, mm-hmm. don't waste time. You know, don't be selfish. Uh, and, and, and communicate and understand that intimacy and love is a daily thing. It's a love language that doesn't just necessarily happen in the bedroom. It's every day in every conversation. And, you know, fall in love with being friends and fall in love with doing special things and, you know, building a family or whatever you got going on. And if that's not happening, you need to reassess what, you, what you're doing and why you're with that person, you know, and don't be selfish. And, and remember to do the work on you. Don't just get lost in being in a relationship either. Mm-hmm. Remember that you are a person. Don't get lost in just being a parent. You know, you are still a person. So I think that, you know, knowledge of self is the most, the, the, the richest thing in life that we can ask for. Is just being in tune with who we are and who we want to be because we're never finished. So I think that that is really important. Mm-hmm. I tell Alex that all the time, you know. Like, I'm gonna put to, I'm telling you, when I get her dance lesson, she's gonna become a whole new person. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to remind me that Beyonce couldn't dance. She couldn't. I'm telling you, she couldn't. Dance. I can't dance. Well, I can't dance. What kind of dance lessons? I don't know. We want to experiment. I had got her classes. Before, I got her some classes before, before COVID, the pandemic. Before the pandemic, you know, because they have like, on Groupon, a little uh, like hip hop dance class, you go get the instructor or whatever. So I got that for her to go with a friend or whatever. And yeah. I thought it would be fun. Would be fun. Put some Jay-Z on, I can dance. Right, well, that's it. That's it. Give me some regular. Yeah, I'll never forget. We had walked in this club on the Lower East Side, right? So we thought our friend was in there. The dude at the door, you know, I was a Cowboys fan. He was a Giants fan, but he loved us. And he let us in. He charged us. It was lit. So we walk in, Jay-Z was playing. Alice was like, woo, she lead us to the back. We was all dancing and the music changed. And she was like, wow, mom. She was like, what happened? She was so hyped for like I was two like, minutes. It was like the best four and a half minutes ever. <laughs> it really was. It was, it was, so was and then I couldn't get the beat. Learned, I couldn't get it back. But she gonna get there. We gonna get there. It's all right. I love you, baby. But that's a lovely note to end <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for joining. Like this was so Thanks good. So us. good. Yeah. We're so grateful to you guys. And um, thank you guys for doing this. I wish you guys the best with this. Continue ladies. Excuse me. I say you guys, Alex. You ladies. I, I wish you the best. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. So did you connect with like what Marguerite said? Did you feel warm and fuzzy after listening to Alex and Tony? If you didn't feel warm and fuzzy, I don't believe it. Inspired, right? Because there was also a lot of inspiration in there, knowing that through hardships, when you have love right by your side, they're not as difficult, right? Yeah, to always have someone in your corner to to carry you when when you're feeling down. Um, I think that came up um, in a lot of places um, during our conversation with them. So, if you want to check them out, 
you can follow Tony at Stylist Freedom. That's where she is on Instagram. But that is where she has her clothing line. Um, but she also has Tomboy 301 because uh, Tony is also a filmmaker. Then you can check out Alex at Lavender Blues, um, Lavender Blues Music on Instagram. And you can even check her out with some of your kitties with you because Alex sings songs for toddlers. She's amazing. So check them both out on Instagram. And after you check them out, make sure you continue to follow us on our social media play page at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T podcast. Thanks for listening.